invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. Yo, welcome back. If you're listening somewhere around the world, Caesar is under investigation. <laughs> That's why I've escaped to Barbados on the beach. Please contact your local detectives to find out if he's wanted in your area. Do not get me deported, please. Yes, please. We got to get him out of here. <laughs> uh, we made a podcast episode 270. Anybody? Four. Five. Ooh, four. Caesar got it. Uh, <laughs> let me get that Portuguese, Caesar. 274. Let me get that French, Holly. <laughs> let me get Trudeau to get that French. All right, Caesar went to the beach. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Caesar went off to the tiki bar. Um, anyway, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> we made a podcast episode 274. We got a lot to talk about today. Not not too much actually, but a little bit. Uh, kind of a lot. We're gonna do some uh, Champions League recaps. We might talk about uh, Holly's favorite striker, Erling Holland of Scandinavia. Um, we're gonna hopefully talk a lot about the um, report that just came out from. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say NWSL or just women's soccer in general in America. Um, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what Ukraine's got cooking over there. But um, you know, how's everybody doing? You know, Holly, how you doing? You seem kind of stressed. You good? What's going on? I'm not stressed. I'm good. You're kind of angry. Is somebody bothering you? She's trying to cop one of those AC Milan Letterman's and she didn't get it in time, so they're gone. That's why she's stressed. I was a little pissed. That's that's probably why they lost because I wasn't rocking it today. <laughs> R.I.P. Virgil, you know what I mean? Yeah, R.I.P. Virgil. Kanye was hating on him. I'm 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 very close to Canada right now, but on the America side. He is kinda. Not the good part, but just the good part. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a state that's close to Canada, but it's rough. <laughs> he's, he's in a state that borders Canada. Yeah, I'm in one of the worst states on this side of America. Yeah. <laughs> Caesar's in the worst state that borders Canada. Okay. Yeah, there we go. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. By the it's it's Idaho. Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. Hopefully, you've never heard of it. That'd be great. I have heard of Idaho. Like, not for good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here, and it's rough as 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 reported. It sucks. If you uh, if you want to know something about Idaho, look up a Ruby Ridge. But anyway, um. Yeah, Caesar's out of the country basically right now, um, and uh, so everybody's good. Caesar, you chilling? I'm chilling on the beach in Idaho. Um, you know, we're living good, um, safe and healthy, and uh, banned. You know, we're just doing our thing. Okay. And Holly is uh, somebody's bothering out there in Toronto. You know what I mean? Let us know. We'll pull up. Yeah, Holly's out there in a T dot right now. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. No. No. I'm good. Everything's good. Holly, do you I'm listen to any local Toronto rappers? No, you don't listen to. I do. You you don't listen to top five. No. Have you ever heard of five? No. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, a local Toronto rapper. Yeah, he's a little little local Toronto drill rapper. (laughs) Drill. Okay. You you like drill? You might fuck with him. I do. Maybe I'll check. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't do like drill music, but he like he talks about sliding on the ops. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's out of jail now. I think he's out of jail. Three top five. Top five. Toronto. The Wallot Boys? No? 
over there. Oh, it's about top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Running, sliding on the hops and all that. (laughs) He was charged with murder. Wait, did he get out though? Um, I don't know. Okay, I I, I think I think he's out. I think I think it's innocent until proven guilty. Oh, it's like that's a bit much for me. That's... I'm just trying to read this. Feel like murder rap? Damn. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go into a Canada tangent over here, um, let's talk about Champions League. On Tuesday, we had some games. I think I was the only one that watched any games on Tuesday. Yes. Well, of course, I watched the most exciting matchup of the day, the one that probably everybody in the world that loves Champions League was like. I can't wait for this matchup. Olympic Marseille versus Sporting Lisbon. Oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that match. Uh, playing behind, playing with no fans in Marseille. I don't even know why. Um, but it was a good match. Um, uh, Sporting, what was it? Uh, Trincao scored uh, in like the Trincon. first minute. He, he scored like in the first minute. I was like really bothered. But then um, Marseille obviously came back. They won 4-1. Alexis Sanchez scored a goal. Uh, the goalie was kicking it out uh, like like a, like like a goal. Like, not a goal kick, but he was, like, trying to, like, kick it out. And Alexis Sanchez threw that leg up there, and it hit his leg and went in the goal. I was like, okay. How <laughs> um, did he get to work out there? He's doing his thing a little bit. Um, who else scored? Uh, Amin Harrod scored off a really nice Jonathan Klaus Cross, nice header. Um, somebody else scored, but uh, Mbimba had a really nice goal where he like the it was like kind of a scramble and the ball came to him and he like pump faked it once and then shot it. I was like, okay, you don't really see too many center backs doing that, but he's kind of bad though. Um, yeah, Marseille won four to one, they're back in the mix a little bit. We also had another big match, Inter versus Barcelona, which I like kind of watched. I didn't watch like the whole thing, but I like kind of watched it. Um, Inter won 1 0. There was a very controversial non call on a handball late in the match. Um, I, like, I think it was a handball. I don't know why they didn't call it, but it's hard to know like what's going on with handballs these days. Like, to my knowledge, if the ball hits another part of your body and then hits your hand, it's not a handball. But I've seen that called. And I, I can't remember which game I was watching today where the ball hit the dude's foot and, like, popped up and hit his whole arm and, like, knocked it up. And, like, just it's like he dribbled it and they didn't call it. I was like, okay. But I've seen the ball, like, go off somebody's thigh and then hit his arm, like, randomly and they call it. So... I don't know. It was very controversial. People were mad about it. Either way, Barcelona lost 1-0. Bayern won 5-0 against Victoria Pilsen. Uh, Porto won 2-0 against Bayer Leverkusen, who then fired their manager. And then they got uh, Xabi Alonso today. We'll see that not work. Um, (laughs) um, Also, another big matchup. You know, I, I, I kind of wanted to watch this match, but I didn't. But uh, and I guess I just learned how to pronounce this. I thought it was Club Bruges, but it's Club Brugge. 
against Atletico Madrid. Um, Club Brugge won 2-0. And uh, there was like a funny... Uh, Griezmann missed a penalty, like hit it off the crossbar. Like it was kind of funny on the replay. Like he hit it hella hard off the top crossbar. He like flew behind him and he like turned around. I was like, that's kind of funny actually. Um, then he like scored after that, but then it was all sides. <laughs> Griezmann's such a bum. I feel like Holly likes him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I had some sympathy for Griezmann. And then he, like, did that whole blackface, like, not even just blackface. He did his whole body trying to dress up like a Harlem Globetrotter. I'm like, dog, I don't know what you rubbed on your whole body, fool. And when he went to Brad Tarpitz. <laughs> like, like, come on, dog. Like, blackface is bad, but you did your whole body. And then, uh, but, but then I felt some sympathy for him because his sister, when they had that terrorist attack during the match in France, his sister was there and she almost got shot and killed. So I was like, that's really sad. Yeah. But then he uh, went to Barcelona and he was really bad and he had to admit that he can't dribble. And I'm like, that's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. Of I'm player. like, dog, I can't dribble. Like, I wouldn't even say it, though. I wouldn't talk about it. I'm like, you're so bad. Like, I can't dribble. I think I, I think I think I look stupid when I dribble. So I don't want dude. to. <laughs> <laughs> me, you're a professional. Like, come on, dude. Um, anyway, Atleti lost. Then we got Ajax versus Napoli. Napoli's out here destroying everybody. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, they won six to one. Um, good news for me: Eintracht Frankfurt and Tottenham drew zero zero, and then Liverpool beat Rangers two zero, um, which is always a good. Hell thing. yeah, yeah. We always like to see a Rangers loss. At least a third. At least two thirds of the podcast. They'll take loss in a really nice jerseys. <laughs> Um. Anyway, did, did any, that was Tuesday. Anybody watching matches today? I did. I did catch check? one. Yeah, what would you check out? Oh, you, you watched Chelsea versus oh, Milan. Yeah, Chelsea versus Milan. Um, honestly, it was actually a pretty good performance from Chelsea. They they have taken uh, a good start under. Graham Potter, Potter ball is in full effect. And it was, uh, you know, quite, it was pretty decent to watch, pretty convincing. Um, and a big, like 3-0, that's that's a pretty big scoreline. Um, I think they that jumps them second in the group. Uh, the first goal off of a corner scored by... Bufana. Uh, Bufana. Um, just a little fumble... And there was literally no uh, Milan defenders in the box. There was like four Chelsea players uh, closest to goal. So it was bound to go in, a little fumble, but it went in eventually. Um, Aubameyang scored. Whatever. I don't like to see it. I don't like Aubameyang. Interesting. Wow. (laughs) What's the Aubameyang Aubameyang hit about? Uh, I just think, okay, well... I liked, actually liked him at Dortmund. And then, you know, I don't like anyone who goes to Arsenal. So. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, didn't Robin Van Persie go to Arsenal? He was from Arsenal. Oh, oh. We okay. we took him from okay. Arsenal. So that, that's okay. Because okay. then he turned out to be my favorite player ever. So. But you don't like Arsenal? I don't like Arsenal. Interesting. The Arsenal fans out here this season, like, 
praising because they're at the top. They've been at the top of the league. It's not going to last. They haven't played anyone good yet. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Yeah, I, I, I mean, man, you did beat them. We Yeah. I think they were what? They, were, they had won six in a row until we – Yeah. Until United beat them, but, and now they're kind of back on a winning streak. But um, but back to Chelsea, and then Reese James actually scored a really nice goal uh, off of a, like an incredible angle, just sniped it top top corner, closest to the to the keeper, couldn't get it. And uh, yeah, like it was pretty convincing. Milan had like a few decent chances, one right before the first half ended, but they really just couldn't solidify anything. I know they're missing quite a few players. Um but Potter Ball is in full effect. Um, at some point, I want to get back into this Arsenal hate. Or yeah, that's interesting. But we won't do it now. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, Caesar, you said you watched a little bit of Real Madrid, right? Yeah, I watched a little bit of Real Madrid's game. I actually had a note about Rodrigo's goal. Okay, Caesar, make this last like five minutes. Okay. Okay. I'll say this about Rodrigo's goal. Real Madrid played Shakhtar. A reason I was excited to see this game, I wanted to see that the Ukrainian little baller they have there with the Jesus love tattoo on his neck and the infinity symbol. I'm down for that. The Jesus love infinity symbol, that's a hardcore neck tat. I can respect that. And it's in the crazy font. Hell yeah, dog. I like the the clip art font. Um, Yeah, he went out there. uh, He does have a suspect haircut, but I'm not going to report it yet. Um, he, uh, they played, uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo's goal. I think for anybody that plays this sport, Rodrigo's goal is a great example on why you don't take too many touches in the box. Rodrigo's goal is all I did was put the touch in front of me and I just threw my leg on it because like a lot of people like to just be in like the perfect stance and perfectly set up to kick it. He just literally was falling off balance, but he just got the ball in front of him and swung his leg through it. And the, when you spend a lot of time trying to prepare yourself, you give the goalie time to prepare as well, too. So his his shot his shot was just quick. The goalie had to react really quickly. It was a bad save, and the ball bounced off. The, <laughs> Holly and Space seeing this report, too. So it bounced off, and it went into the goal. Um, I didn't see the second half, but I know after that, Shakhtar scored, and then Vinicius scored as well, too. So Real Madrid ends up winning. 2-1. I think that was a important win for them, especially after the, the tie they had this weekend against Osuna, which has them tied for Barcelona. Tied but above Barcelona La Liga right now. That's kind of five minutes, sort of. Bam, come on now, dog. I think that was pretty good. That wasn't bad, right? But um yes, those the the Milan kid, the Milana, those 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 letter uh, letterman jackets are clean. Even though I don't feel like anybody in Italy knows what a letterman jacket is. I don't know why they'd be wearing a Letterman jacket in Italy. Although it was, although it was, um, I think it was at Chelsea. Yeah, I was like, I don't think you guys know what a Letterman jacket means or signifies <laughs> or what it is. I don't think you guys know what varsity is. Also, it was yeah, quite random. Uh, Milan and off white collab. Yeah, that was that was very random because it's a little is random. It, um, is it uh, Milan Adidas? Puma. They back to, I forget. I think they're Puma. Oh, I didn't know Collab did. I didn't know Off White did Puma stuff. I thought they only like. I thought Off White only did Nike stuff. Maybe that changed or something. Let me see. Because I know Virgil did a lot of Off White Nike collaborations. Yeah, yeah, they're Puma, so that is quite random. But did you see that goal this weekend from uh, Rafael where he chipped the goalie? No. Rafael Rafael had a goal this weekend. They won, I think, three one. 
He had a nasty chip. Oh my god, Jesus! Chip the goalie in the box. Oh, hardcore! Like <laughs> it, it looks so effortless. He's just running on a fast break and just kind of like runs up to the ball, just doop, and just like easily lobs it up like over the goalie and starts walking to celebrate. I'm like, that's goddamn, that's nasty. <laughs> that's such when confidence they, when they do that and they just know it's going in. Yeah. Like no hesitation. Like start celebrating right away. I know because it, it's 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 just it's it's you're done for. It's an easy goal. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever successfully tripped a keeper. No, never tripped one. You've tried them though. I've tried them. Yeah. What do you prefer? Do you prefer shooting outside the box or like in the box? Uh, outside. I love a long shot. Really? If okay. I if I see an open net, like I'll just shoot. Do you prefer like laces inside foot or outside the foot shots? Lace. Lace? Yeah. Power on it? Hell yeah. yeah. Me, I'm, I feel like, I, like I'm pretty big, so I get a lot of power from inside the foot already. Um, and also, like I think players that are bigger, it's hard for them to get straight laces on shots. Um, so I like to use the inside of my foot for like three kicks or long shots. And then I do love using my outside that foot. I love doing an away curler. Like if I'm oh. running up on a goalie on the right side – I love doing it outside the boot, so it hits the inside left corner. So it's like it goes like this into them, and they're like, "Oh, sh-, you know, like one of those." Yeah, I, I love seeing those, those in the you know, air. I them a lot, <laughs> a lot of misses. It's okay, they look cool. <laughs> they look sweet though, and it's like scary. Like, oh god, whoa! Yeah, it's like a, little, a knuckleball. Yeah, Bam's favorite is definitely inside foot, and he's definitely a back healer. This man back heals a lot. Is a certified oh. back heal. I used to be a back healer. Yeah, I do a lot. I do it a pretty good amount. I, I'd say like I'll probably do one or two a game, maybe one. I also used to be big on um, slide tackling, like for really? no reason though, like for no reason, like inappropriate slide tackles, like all the time, <laughs> so- like like I would just do it. In they would work. Like I don't mean inappropriate as in like they would be like vicious or aggressive. I would just be like that wasn't necessary, but I did it anyway. And it worked. Um, that's crazy because I was saying that um, uh, when when I used to uh, play, I think like I used to like side tackling for a certain point. Then I think I got like too big and I just wasn't a fan anymore. I feel like it was just like too much work. So I think I just like I really enjoy shoulder checking people. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Like, a, like I if, I, if I shoulder check someone and they kind of go flying, I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, that's a foul on me, even though it's just body to body. But yeah, I'm down. I always felt bad, like, uh, you know, in, like, women's leagues, like, it's all ages, right? And I'd be, like, a 20, a early 20-year-old playing. And, like, they'd always, um, whenever there was, like, a 30-plus-year-old a on our team or, like, a 40-year-old, like, a mom, we'd always put them as, like, a defender, right? Because, like, you know, they're just there to they're just there to have fun, but they can't, let's be honest, they can't really play. It's a huge so I'd, <laughs> so I'd always feel bad as like a winger and this like 40-year-old mother is like their left back trying to defend and like you want to shove, but you also like they're so fragile and small. I've literally had you gotta do what you gotta do I play in COVID like that. Um we have older ladies and like I remember one time I was in a game where an old lady literally was coming to play defense on me and trying to pick the ball out from under my foot like she's like attacking me defensively. I'm like I'm trying to be good here like just get get away from me please 
So I'm running and she goes for one. And like, I don't move my, cause usually I do a lot of away movements. So we don't connect on contact. I'm like, kind of like avoiding them. But this time I was like, I'm just stay shoulders firm. And she came and just like, I was here. She was like, <laughs> fell down. And she was like, she was like, oh my God. Like, why are you going so hard? I'm like, what? I just, I'm, I'm just running in a struggle. Like, I didn't go here. I didn't even go into you. Like, why are you attacking me? Like, we're just playing co-ed. God damn. Yeah. But uh, that was like a long time ago. And actually, it's funny after that, I stayed there for like, I still play there. I've been there for like four years with these ladies. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That is fun. I like co-ed. Yeah, me too. No, I I, I used, I think I've played on a couple all men, seven on seven sevens and stuff. Um, but I don't really like it. The only all men's league I'll play in is futsal. Like I really enjoy futsal a lot. So I'll play that or I'll play uh turf indoor, like three v three um or four v four, but full sevens or elevens men's no, I'm done with men's league, so it's all pretty much co ed. Yeah, I play with uh work. They always like my work always joins a league. Like, who's back? Oh my god, that sucks because actually you left for a good. We talked so much soccer about how we played. You all missed it. Though. I heard something about unnecessary slide tackling. Yes, Holly. Holly's like I show speed in that one YouTube short where he like took that dude out with the slide tackle. <laughs> the variety over here. Yeah. <laughs> variety, variety. She gets a yellow card every match. She said. Okay. Did you did you guys talk more about Champions League or no? No, we just talked about that. We finished the Real Madrid. We finished thing. Real Madrid, yeah. Okay, yeah, Real Madrid one two one. Um, what did I watch? I watched uh, a little bit of uh, Leipzig versus Celtic. Uh, Leipzig was destroying them. It was kind of funny. Um, I guess Salzburg beat Dinamo Zagreb. I was hoping to see the the only time I'm ever cheering for an Israeli team. I was going for Maccabi Haifa against Juve just to prove myself right. But um, Juve did win. Although uh, Maccabee Haifa was doing some damage for a little bit, it's just um, like their players are just, I don't want to call them dumb, but I'm just like, you got a bunch of over dribblers. Like, just like, they like, just one touch it, please. Just sometimes. Um, but I did get to see the worst corner kick I've ever seen in my life. Bam, bam. The over dribbling thing we had noted here too that like that was the good thing about the Rodrigo goal is that he literally didn't over dribble he just took two dribbles and just shot put the ball at the, he swung a leg on it and then it made made it happen. I'm Even saying the goalie touched hands on it it still went in because the goalie was like not when you dribble out the goalie gets to like wait for it and like prepare he just took one dribble was kind of falling just swung his leg on it and the goalie. Did my internet go out or yours? Probably mine. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, smart players don't over dribble. You know what I mean? The only time that works is in FIFA. Um, and that's only because Seas is doing it and you can't tell him anything when he does it. You're not allowed to criticize Caesar in FIFA, <laughs> but you know, this is personal. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I did get to see Di Maria do the worst corner kick I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, how does that even happen, dude? It was crazy. It just like went, like it it went out of bounds before it got to like the box. Even I'm like, is it like one of those that just went like here? It just like it's like he tried to kick it in the stands that like like right there in the near side stands. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm like, how did you even do that? Um and and the commentator was like dreadful corner kick by Di Maria. <laughs> Damn, dreadful is an aggressive word, <laughs> right? 
Um, BUB beat Sevilla. I think Lopetegui's going to get fired. Um, City beat Copenhagen 5-0. And uh, a a match that we probably wouldn't think is that big, but Benfica did draw PSG 1-1. I watched like the last 15 minutes of that. Um, But all I saw was Messi goal highlights. Yeah, Messi scored and then... uh, It was a nice goal that he did, though. Nice setup. Yeah, it was bad defense. Um, what's the name? Uh, Danilo X Machina had the uh, had an own goal, um, but Benfica had some chances. Um, I think late. I, I think Messi got injured, but um, I think late. Uh, it went into like the kind of the old PSG where like Neymar's just dropping way back to pick up the ball and bring it up, and it's like that. That that's like. It's gonna happen every time. Yeah, like when they when they get into panic mode, it's just like Neymar's gonna drop, and especially Messi's not there. Uh, Messi's, I mean, Neymar's gonna drop way back, pick up the ball, try to bring it up, and it's like, dog, you gotta play football, dude. Like, you can't just try to do it yourself. Like that yeah, hasn't worked in the past. The trust the midfield. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's like, dog, you got Verratti there, you got this other dude there. Like, you need to play with your team and not just like you bring it up, try to give it to Mbappe, and just try to figure something out. Um, but yeah, one one, and and they're third in the group. Wait, yeah, they're third in the group now. Um, mm-hmm. they're behind. Um, they're behind Benfica, and they're behind. Uh, no, 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 they're second. They're second. Yeah, I was like they tied yeah, with um, Benfica. No, behind. I, I'm sorry, I was thinking about Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, Barcelona second. Barcelona's third. Um, where my phone go? Um, and uh, yeah, and. At the end of the match, like Neymar started getting into it with some guy, and uh, I think like one of the dudes like from PSG was like trying to like get him to come off the pitch. He's like, dude, like start. It's like some old some old man. He's like trying to like hold this like on his shoulder and trying to get him to go- leave the pitch. And then Neymar starts like barking on him, like get off me, get off me, like barking on that dude. And then like some other like official guy comes and is like, dude, like what are you doing? Like get out of here. That dude was like kind of big, so Neymar was like Neymar kind of backed down from him, but he was like really like barking on the old man. I'm like, dog, come on, yo! Like you, you barking, you being more aggressive with the old man than you were with the player guy. You were yelling at him walking away. Sounds like you had a lot of energy to take that out on the match. You should have been playing with that energy, dog. Yeah, well, yeah, he thinks going just pick the ball up from a center back and trying to bring it up by himself is smart, but um. That's like where you just know, like the coaches don't have any say. <laughs> like, like you're just watching them do whatever they want, dude. And and there's no like player authority respect either. Like, it's just at like, all, yeah, at all. Um, but let's go through the um, really fast through the standings. Napoli in Group A, Napoli and Liverpool are one and two. Uh, Napoli's a perfect record. Ajax third, but they're only three points behind Liverpool. Ajax lost, right? Yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, club in in Group B, you got Club Brugge and uh, at, at the top, perfect record, three and zero, nine points. Porto and Leverkusen are behind them on three points, and then Atleti has three points, but they're in last place. <laughs> Jeez, literally, Atleti sitting fourth in the group. Hope they go to Conference League. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's going to work for the last place. I don't think so. I well, think it's just conference out. League, conference league action for them. <laughs> if they win Conference League, they'll talk about Simeone being the best manager in the world. They'll talk about it being a major trophy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
Group C, Bayern, perfect record. Um, Inter on six points. Barcelona on three points. And then Victoria Pilsen, obviously no points. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Barcelona will be playing Inter um, next week at home. So if if Barcelona draws or loses, like, they're definitely going to go to Europa League. Um, Ooh, that'd be so bad. That'd be terrible. That'd be really bad. <laughs> Spend all that money to go back to Europa again. <laughs> Lewandowski's literally going to leave in January. <laughs> so De Young was like, "No, nah, I'm staying at Barcelona for Champions League football." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Really?" We'll see you in. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> along with yeah, you... what? Along with man you oh yeah yeah we'll see you on thursday oh we okay no, gotcha. yeah i had to talk a little shit um <laughs> group d damn uh this one's tight sporting's on six points at the top tottenham and eintracht frankfurt have four points and then marseille's at the bottom with three points but you know what i'm saying it's looking good every other <laughs> team bottom is bad but marseille at the bottom is looking yeah no but they just caught this dub though they just caught this dub though <laughs> you know what i'm saying um <laughs> <laughs> Group E is actually even tighter. Um, Red Bull Salzburg at the top with five points. Then you got Chelsea and Milan uh, behind them with four points. And then, Dimos, and then Dimo Zagreb on three points. So that one, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, group F, Real Madrid, top of the group, nine points, perfect record. Shakhtar Donetsk is second with four. Red Bull Leipzig third with three. And then Celtic has one point. Um, Red Bull Leipzig look really good against Celtic. I don't know what the hell they're doing in this group, but um, Group G, Cities, perfect record, nine points. BVB sitting on six points. And Sevilla and Copenhagen both have one point. That's crazy. Sevilla wants to go to Europa. And then, um, yeah, Group H, PSG and Benfica both on seven points. Juve with three points and Maccabi Haifa with zero Juve is going to be in Europa League along with Barcelona. Um, but yeah, Champions League is looking uh, pretty crazy. We got games every week. I feel bad for these players. Seen a lot of injuries this week. Hella in the Rebel Leipzig games, like people's getting injured left and right. Uh, I think the goalie, uh, he might have tore his ACL. I'm not sure. He was like going to just clear a ball regular and he just like collapsed. Um, not like uh, Erickson collapsed, but like his leg gave out. That wear and tear is real. For real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, before we get into uh, the NWSL, really quick, uh, Holly, you know what I mean? Um, you are an EPL expert. Your EPL ride or die, you know what I mean? Part of the Commonwealth up there, you know what I mean? You got the queen on your money. King. Yeah. King. King now, you know what I mean? You don't have that uh, Illuminati pyramid like we got. No. Uh, <laughs> Erling Holland is destroying EPL. This man got 14 goals in eight matches. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> 14 goals and three assists in eight matches. He scored basically half of Man City's goals. They have 29 goals. He scored 14. City does have two draws. He scored in both of those. What What is going on? Like, is this dude just going to make EPL? Like, is he just going to make them look like fools? What was going on here? Honestly, it, it feels like some sort of, like, FIFA hack or something. Like, there's no way this guy should, is, like, I don't know how this is possible. I think 
he's scored in every game he's ever like he's played for city except for one um I read this stat. He um, so he's nine goals away from last season's Golden Boot winning total, and there are thirty games left of the season. <laughs> like, I don't know how this how it's possible. He's running through every every team he plays. Honestly, like when when Holds first uh, started like getting his name like out there. And when he went to Dortmund, I was like, okay, like he's obviously really good. But I was like, can, can he do it? It's always that question, like, can he do it at a big club in a big league? Like Bundesliga, you know, that always happens, especially like um, a player goes to Dortmund and they do really well. They make the move and then nothing really happens. But like, they turned into Jaden Sancho. Sorry? They turned into Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jaden Sancho's kind of popping off. He was. A little bit, a little bit, but I don't, I, I don't know if they'll, they'll be a team or a, like a player or I don't think he's touchable this season. He's going to be breaking records, several records um, this season per city. And uh, I also, I saw a clip on Twitter keeps circling around again of um, Pep Guardiola last season talking, uh, talking about how, Sergio Aguero is irreplaceable, but um, I think they found quite quite a good replacement. So I don't know what what drugs this kid is on, but it's He's insane. On He's it, on the it, good. It's stuff. really crazy, and and it's the the crazy thing about it is like I feel like his game has changed so much. Like he was at BVB, he was looking at more of the complete number nine kind of player, and now he's like getting no touches and he, like. He's just like totally fine. He's like, yeah, dude. Like I barely touch the ball, and I just score all the time. But when I he, touch it, though, it's gonna yeah. go in. <laughs> he, it's he, gold. He, he said his goal. He said like what he wants to do in a match is have five touches and five goals. <laughs> five goals. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, I like that's literally the same mentality I would have when I was younger. I was like, I don't really care how many times I get it. If I just get it, I want to score immediately. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, not like 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 right away. No, I, I want like a lot. Every touch is a goal. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that was that me dying when he said that. Yeah, and I, I think like he's just embraced it. He's like, yeah, they're gonna do all the work up there, and they're gonna send it in. And I'm gonna score. What, what was the telling point for for Manchester City before? How many times have we done reviews where we're like, they just are passing the ball and they're plugging people like Bernardo and Sterling at like a center forward position because Aguero's hurt and G, and G, even. Gabriel Jesus got so caught up in that that he was becoming a winger. Like, he wasn't even becoming a central player for them sometimes. So it was like the minute they got a guy who commands a presence and respect in the middle, it's going to open up the game wide. And he's not a guy where you pass the ball and he's thinking, I can still pass it for another open shot. He's like, if you pass me this ball, I'm going to do everything I can to get it towards the goal. And even in that one crazy Dortmund goal where it's like this insane cross, he just threw his leg in the air and said, I'm going to do everything I can. And that that that's that's that takes a different type of mentality change because when you have a game that's predicated on like being a part of the buildup as a nine and being like, I'm going to go total finisher where I'm going to always position myself that no matter where I turn or where I'm at, I'm in a good position to swing it for a goal. That's a mentality change, and that takes work too. So, like, respect to him because it takes like a lot of humility. It takes like work, and 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 that made me like honestly, I like I respect him for that. Like that, 
that's hard to do that kind of stuff, especially when you're young and you're turned up and like you know you can do it all. To be able to sacrifice a lot of that to just be a finisher for this role on the team, it's huge. I, I the only think- thing I'm concerned about is that if he gets injured, like I don't think he has gotten in- injured very much in his career so far. Oh no, he, like, has, he has. He has a lot. He, he, yeah. He's never he missed- played more than thirty matches. Yeah, he's never had a full complete season. total in, in all competitions. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I, like in, like in the, we we had talked about it a while ago. Like I think when he first went there, um, like if you look at his playing record, it's like he's always in the thirties. Like in the league, it'll, it'll be like twenty something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He well, gets, then, like, like that stuff and well, issues. Well, that's like somewhat concerning for a city then, because like they don't have they got they don't have Jesus, they don't have Aguero. They they have Julian Alvarez, um, who's a, who's a ball. He's different than um than Holland, but he's he's a really good player. Yeah, the concerning thing is that like your backup player isn't like a plug in nine. You have mm-hmm. like a different type of, of he's a different type of nine, yeah. But I think it's also good to have different looks. I don't know. It's tough. I mean it's not like you can even get another guy like that. He's not like an everyday build. Like you yeah, know what I mean? Like sure. they're not really around like that. The first time I ever saw him run, I was like, damn, like people don't really uh people don't really play like that. That that's that's that that's that's something to look at. That's a good guy to keep your eye on. And obviously it's blossomed so much. I think Pep got him young enough to where he's like, he, like Pep is like, just trust me, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's Pep's like the good thing about Pep. He's like, just, just trust my system. And like, if it doesn't work, it's my fault. You yeah. Know? He does take accountability. He, 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 takes, he accountability takes accountability and, and the type of football he plays like, yeah, you can't really blame the, blame the players unless it's Raheem Sterling that time where he skied that one. No, I'm joking. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he was just like, look, like we just need you in the box. Like you got all these amazing players. Like they're going to take care of everything else. And they're just going to look for you in the box. Like just, just sit there and poach and you'll be fine. Like we don't need you trying to like boom shots from outside the box. Literally on city, like, 20 like the the center back is like 27 yards out like he's so close to the goal already they keep so much possession they push everybody up so close so he's like yeah just stand in there you're gonna score hella goals like and if you know when we draw these matches or whatever like nobody's ever gonna blame you you know Mm -hmm. and yeah he's dominating I mean I'm gonna be real like there's a thing that I'm always complaining about defense and soccer like I don't know. Y'all are very offensive players. Like, I don't know if y'all care for real, but I'm just looking like y'all like, why do you just like, let him just be, be by himself. Like if, if it's me, hmm. like Caesar, when we play, like yeah. when I play against you, I'm like, look, Caesar's a threat. Like I don't do it because I know it's frustrating for you, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, let me just stand next to him. If he doesn't get the ball, then, like, then they are hindered, you know? If anything, you have a recognition that when you stick me defensively, Pauls, it, you, you do, it, it does like a – it does like a um, – it, it messes up the flow of the offense, right? Because exactly. when you have a primary, like, point of, like, contact or this contact, like, changes, like, creates things for people or does things offensively, you take that out of a game, it really affects the whole landscape of the offense. And it is curious to see the first – I don't know about these Premier League clubs because I don't really look at any Premier League club and I go, damn, that's a defensive juggernaut. I've never really seen zero. Very TV offensive, turned up soccer, which I'm not mad at because I watch it. But um, 
maybe in Champions League, I want to see the first time they're really faced with a team that takes away that option. What does Man City do? Do they revert to their traditional style? Or what happens? You know, they, no, I, I want to know what happens in, in later stages. Nobody's going to like man mark in soccer. Like nobody's no, going to. No. And I'm not saying that. But at least have like someone that intercepts that initial, makes that pass hard. You got to have somebody that's like just around. Like, don't (laughs) let it be so easy for them to get the ball to him. Like, make them when they're when they look up to him, make them see you first and not him. You know, because then they might not make the pass. Um, Even like the match against Dortmund, like when he got that crazy goal. There were players around him, and like that was just like his athletic ability to be able to get that ugly goal in there. No, I'm joking, but um, <laughs> but it was also like they're letting Jaconcello just like wide open. Like there's nobody cross. challenging that cross. And he's a cross magician. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you can't just like this is Man City. Like you can't just let them have anything easy. Yeah, and. I don't know, like defense in soccer is like it just doesn't exist. Like there's no real good schemes. Like I don't see teams go, oh, like maybe if we make Holland take an extra touch, that might impact everything offensively. You know, like there's no sometimes such, you make a player do one more move that might ruin the whole rhythm for the whole offense. There's no such thing as a defensive concept in soccer. Like yeah. concept, no. Like they're not zone marking. There, there's no yeah. idea. Like. This is like our philosophy defensively. Yeah, These punish right. try to say there's teams like that. I'm like, no, dude. Like, they're just parking the bus. Like, it's not like a concept, dude. Like, Juve's blocking all these shots because they got hella people behind the ball. That's why. But when when another team has, like, possession and there's, like, some flow, is there, like, an idea? Like, I remember – was that last year? Yeah. Atleti played – City. Yeah. I seen Condobia like like not letting players get the ball. Like, I don't know if it was KDB or somebody else, but it was like he's not letting them get the ball. I've seen that happen before. Like I wanna say it was uh I wanna say it was like PSG and, and Man U a few years ago. I think it was like Marquinhos wasn't letting Pulba get the ball. And I was like, that's smart. Like you got to, like, make them go somewhere else. If this guy is the threat, like, make them go somewhere else with it. Yeah. And you ended up beating them over the over the tie. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Holland is dominating. He's ridiculous. Um, but there's also this part of me is like, I don't think that he has to really be doing that. Like, did y'all just give up? <laughs> like, yeah. like, did y'all just, well, whatever. He's tall, man. It's like, whatever, dude. He's going to score. Like, like, I don't really think – you know, oh, I'm gonna ask you guys a question actually because I, I think they asked this on the ESPN FC. Who do you think is harder to defend against, Holland or Mbappe? And I want Holly to go first. Ah, oh, that's tough. Like, as a team, I, like, who are you? Like, who is the person you're like, damn, okay, this is gonna be hard. Who's harder between the two? I think it's it has to be Holland. Really? Yeah, I don't think I don't think a team like you're never going to see Holland in in a player or a team's back pocket. Like I just don't think we'll see it. It's like not this season in the EPL. Um I think he's just too good and no one knows how to 
no team in the in the EPL knows how to defend a player like him because I feel like there hasn't been a player like him in the EPL for a while. Someone that's so that's been so adaptable in such a short period of time. And and I, I won't be surprised if like Pep changes it up mid season and you, we see something different from Holland. Um, Puts him in the midfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I would have to say it's Holland. I think I think. Mbappe is not as hard to defend as it seems. Mm. That's your fellow winger, though. (laughs) I know, but I think I think a a good center man is harder to defend than a winger. All right, let's see what uh, Caesar thinks. Caesar's definitely a a center man. I'm a center man. Caesar is a stand around ten nine. Hey, whoa, stand around. <laughs> I'm flexible. I can go either side. Um, that's a this. This is a tough question because it also depends on the physical attributes of the defender. I think that. Well, no, I no, think, not not one v one. I'm talking about as a team. Like as a team. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go as a team. I think. Holland is difficult to defend, more difficult to defend. Um, just because I think there's so much physical variables that like that can really affect the back line. Like his size where I think he can and, and he has like a good amount of speed to where he cuts thin. He has like that downhill pace, which is like tough to really prevent. Um, and he can kind of get into any spot he wants to. And not every single offensive possession is a counterattack based offense. And when you have even like that half like that half line where you pass around trying to set up offense, if there's not a lot of room to get like running space to make something happen, I'd rather have a big guy like a Holland where I can just throw it in there and he can make it happen no matter what. You throw it into the Muppet's not gonna get you hatters to score the goal in. Holland can get you more options offensively to score, feet, leg, and in body position. He's doing more offensively than he's able to score with. He has more tools in his bag. Um one V one though, I think Mbappe is, 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 is that's speed is so speed and agility and dribble is so insanely hard to defend. I think that Mbappe is harder one on one, but as a team, I think collectively it's harder to defend against a Holland, in my opinion. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you guys. I think it's harder for a team to defend Mbappe, um, because you also have the threat of him assisting players, like, and he's two footed, um, you know, he's crazy on the counter. He can get past anybody. Um, yeah, like I'm going to be more scared of Mbappe as a team than I am Holland. Just because honestly, like there's a part of me that's like, y'all are giving up against Holland, dude. Like, come on, yo. Like, just just sit on his back a little bit. Like, put your back on him a little bit, dude. Don't just let him just float in space. Like, be a little – like. Even if he's bigger than you, you can still be physical against him, especially like when, especially with his positioning. Mbappe's way out there on the wing. Like you gotta like, as a team, like you either gotta double team him, which we've seen him get through that double team last year and score against Real Madrid, or you, or you're like letting your uh, left back or or right back, you're letting your right back just out there with him and. He's got a family. You're you're right back. Got a family, dude. He's got homies back in his neighborhood, and then they're gonna clown him. 
And or he's going to have to foul Mbappe or something. I don't know. I, I think if I'm a coach, I'm more scared to go up against Mbappe than Holland. If we're going up against Holland, I'm grabbing my center backs and my midfielders and I'm putting up him. I'm like, don't be scared, dude. Don't be over acting like no punk just because he's big and he looks like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> big all ugly ass and uh, damn Norwegian. I mean, um, fair point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I disagree, but I can respect y- it. Y'all don't know about defending, though. Y- y- y'all don't know. I don't know about coaching. <laughs> y'all don't know about <laughs> defending, dude. Both of y'all, are, Holly was like defending. <laughs> it's like this beneath her. I was like center forward. <laughs> I played that. I know I'm unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's like, nah, dude. I'm not trying to defend. Let me just slide tackle. If they get past me, it looks like I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can respect that. More <laughs> than what I do. See, <laughs> side tackling looks like you put in so much effort, but you really didn't. You just I, I swear I see West, I seen Weston McKinney slide tackle. I'm like, dude, you are lazy, dude. Like keep on it's your a bailout. Feet. It's such a bailout. It I'm like, keep on your damn feet, dude. Like you're slide tackling, <laughs> like just you are hitting nothing, dude. Like I don't know if they be knowing that that's lazy or not. I'm like, you are giving up, homie. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what Holland does. I mean, I, I like what's his pace to score like 71 goals or something? Insane. He has 28 goals in Champions League out of 22 matches. Also, Jesus Christ, dude, it's embarrassing for soccer. Okay, I don't want you to start making that point. Don't start making that point. Don't start making the point where, oh, the league looks bad or whatever. It does, like, dude. It that does. guy can just be good. Nah, yeah. I can just be good, by the way. Nah. No? Okay. Nah. So nah. when Messi is dropping 50 goals, it's because La Liga's defense sucks? Yes. Yes. Well, we're not the same thing. La Liga's look Yes. Bad. Yes. Oh, come on, now. They're just good. Nah, they're good, but it ain't got to be that crazy. <laughs> Not everybody can be the old San Antonio Spurs, dog. It's okay. Nah, dude. Play some defense, dog. They don't want to play defense, yo. They're all like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holly, hopefully one day you come play soccer with us. You're gonna be seeing you're gonna see Caesar. And and I guarantee I'm not an issue, dude. <laughs> I'm a good part of the offense. See I score. <laughs> yeah, do you do? I, I give you credit, but when uh, another team got the ball, you're going to see Caesar, and he's not going to be able to. Oh, like, what do you want me to do? Play midfield also? Caesar is standing there watching, like. My inspiration was Brazilian Ronaldo, and I'm going to live by that life forever. <laughs> I can respect it. I don't really know how you do that on the wing, though. Like, if you're trying to play on the wing, like, I feel like you're supposed to defend, though. Winger's a lot of work. It is. But how do you, then how do you get away with not defending, then? I just pretend I'm not playing winger. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Holly. <laughs> oh, Holly? Oh. I just pretend I'm not slide playing tackles. <laughs> Yeah, I slide tackle. That's my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hit air, ball, or or ankle, whatever. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, on to a more serious note. Uh, a couple days ago, there was a big report that was released a pretty hefty investigation went into the National Women's Soccer League. Um, I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere. This is the third time they have tried uh, a professional women's soccer league in America. The other two times, the league only lasted three three years. Um, and I think NWSL has been around for more than that. 
but I'm not sure how long. I should probably look it up. So see you look it up. You ain't doing nothing. Um because I, I remember watching some like women's soccer matches like five years ago, but I think it's pretty... been around at least for like eight years or something. Wow, twenty twelve. Okay, okay, ten years. Wow. Okay, yeah. Um but yeah, there was a big um investigation that went into the uh, systematic abuse in the NWSL. Um, the report is crazy. It's really long. Um, it's extremely detailed. Uh, Sally Yates went, uh, when I seen that name, I was like, damn, I remember uh, Sally Yates. Uh, she was all up in the government, but she, uh, she conducted it, I'm sure with help. Um, I want to read some of the things from, um, this Axios article. They kind of put it like, they broke things down a little bit, um, it says the report details numerous numerous instances of abuse across the league, vicious coaching tactics, manipulation that was about power, not improving not improving performance, and a repeated failure by team executives and the league to respond to reports of abuse. Shameful. Um, the report states that our investigation has, has revealed a league in which abuse and misconduct, verbal and emotional abuse, and sexual misconduct had become uh, systematic, spanning multiple teams, coaches, and victims. Um, it says abuse in the NWSL is rooted in a deeper culture in women's soccer, beginning in youth leagues that normalizes verbal, verbally abusive coaching and blurs boundaries between coaches and players. Um, dang, I, I remember we reported on uh, Vancouver White, or it was like Canadian soccer. It was the Whitecaps, yeah. Yeah, um, that was a couple of years ago, and that, that one was pretty crazy too. Um, among the gruesome findings, the report detailed a previously undisclosed encounter between then NWSL player Aaron Simon and Christy Holly, the the male former head coach for Racing Louisville FC in 2021. Uh, trigger warning. Um, per the report, it says she knew what to expect. Uh, when she arrived, she recalls Holly opened his laptop and began the, the game film uh, the coach told Simon, Aaron Simon, that he was going to touch her for every bad pass. Um, and he did that. And Simon reports that he pushed his hands down her pants and up her shirt. Uh, when the video ended, she left. And when her teammate picked her up to drive home, Simon broke down crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, the report comes out, comes a year after NWSL players began began speaking about cases of harassment and abuse, often in the hands of male coaches. Um, some games got canceled, the league's commissioner stepped down, multiple coaches have been fired, and then some players have refused to take the field. Um, and yeah, the full report was, like I said, was very detailed. And um, sadly, we've you know, I mean, just just on we made it like we've talked about different instances, um, Canada, Haiti, all over the world, um, including here in America. I remember, um, I want to say this was 2017. When, when was that when Hope Solo was running for USSF president? I feel like that was the first year of the podcast. I think so. Yeah. Um, she was running for USSF president, and I remember she was doing some press at the time. And she talked about when she was uh, hosting at the Ballon d'Or and she said, 
I think it was like before she went on stage, it was like backstage. She said that Seth Blatter grabbed her ass. And like, I remember like when that article was out, like anytime it was like on Twitter or like Facebook or something like that, you have like all these dudes like saying terrible things. It wasn't taken serious. Like, I feel like the, like the TV media and stuff like did not talk about it. Um, and, and when she, when she said that, she said like that stuff happens all the time in women's soccer. Like she's like, she said, I can't remember verbatim, but she was saying like every, she was basically saying like every player I know has been like sexually abused in some way by a coach or like some guy staff or whatever. And I'm glad that it's finally getting some, getting more light shed on it. But um, yeah, it's been a big problem for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't think it's right when women um, in the space, especially in a lot of these professional spaces, come out and say that they've been assaulted of some sort and then it's just memed or mocked about. I don't think that's cool, like the whole thing, like regardless of your opinions about Hope Solo and as a soccer player or viewpoints, I think when a woman comes out and says that she was assaulted by somebody, I think it should be taken very seriously. And I don't think it was like a funny thing or like a clout grabbing thing. That's not cool. Like no matter what, it deserves thorough investigation and, and it deserves to like be looked at in a serious light. So when people mean about it, I don't think it's right because that silences victims in the future. You know, um, that article is insane. Um, uh, there's like a really good Twitter thread too. I think on one of those, uh, sites that like describes a lot of like if you don't want to read the whole thing they paraphrase a lot of really mm. points there's a good twitter thread on it too and um it's shame it's a shame to see like you know big advocate for like women getting their own independent sports leagues and and seeing this nwsl stay around more than three seasons is great i know they had some wild situation before where in 2020 they restructured the whole league so it's like i don't know if it's now owned by ussf or it's like owned by the teams now like they restructured it to make it more profitable so leak can last longer um but really horrible to see that there's been a lot of women that were just in the light especially we're coming on the cusp of everything that happened in gymnastics too and that happened that case with the doctor there and it's really upsetting to see that consistently in professional sports organizations and leagues that women participate in there's people that are violating and, and sexually harassing them and abusing them and i think there needs to be some kind of change that happens I think some change happened because, you know, we can't see a consistent pattern. If the pattern is being consistent, then we need to talk about doing some kind of change in order to make it um, so, you know, this can't happen anymore because it's it's ridiculously unacceptable. Yeah, it it is pretty awful. And I feel like with all that coming out, like uh, the, the WSL has gone through like a lot, um, especially recently. And it's just sad because it, it always takes – more than one player to come out and, and share their experiences for their for for there to be actually action taken upon um the wh- whoever's doing these types of things um which is, is not something you want to see you, you there shouldn't just be there shouldn't be multiple people to to back someone up you know like if, if one player came out and uh share their experience it should be it should be looked at no matter no matter what and i don't know how a league like that or any league really can go about changing 
changing things uh, like there's no real way to tell if someone's going to be doing this like you, you you do a background check this not really doesn't always mean they're going to find something you know do you do you only hire female coaches and gms then like is, is it gonna have to take that much of a serious like drastic change for this to completely stop but then you don't want like there's just so much so many pros and cons of what you can change, but you know, something does need to change definitely. And like action needs to be taken upon. They were saying that it was uh, some of the women coaches were violating players too. Like, I don't know if it was like sexual assault, but like definitely um, there was like verbal abuse and just kind of like taking things too far. It seems like, and you know, sadly anybody can, perpetuate the patriarchy male or female um and i don't know it like it's just unfortunate that women are just like never safe like you're in this environment like you made it to the you made it to this professional rank you work so hard like you're surrounded by like your colleagues and you would you would hope that your coach isn't just like I don't know, like just using you, like using the players as some kind of stepping stone or like whatever, like they're actually caring for them because they know the difficulties of women in sport or like how hard they have to fight and things like that. Um, But I mean, we got like real predators in, in the sport and yeah, like you said, like it's just unfortunate that it, it it always takes more than one person to come out and say this person's violating me. It's got to be like a whole big, you know, like I'm sure USSF play, paid like five million dollars for this report to be done, and it takes all that when it could just be like, hey, like this guy is like doing this stuff, you know, coaches and team executives and stuff like they're responsible for the culture of the club. And obviously like this guy, the, this Christy, I forgot his name at um, Louisville, like you're creating a culture of fear and like tyranny when you're able to violate somebody in that way. And like, they're not comfortable like telling right away, you know, it, it's just really, it's just really terrible. And yeah, it just sucks that women have to go through things like that on that level in sport. Also, they're responsible for player safety. Yeah. And these are like correct these are consistent direct violations of that. So players are obviously destroyed by a power dynamic where they don't know what to do. Um um and then they they the the people that are supposed to look out for them are berating them or like uh, um, threatening them or making them worse, so there's no avenues for them to go to. So it's a horrible situation to be in, especially when you finally reach like the apex of the sport you play in, which is literally professional top league and TV contract soccer. Like it, it, it's it's absolutely disgusting. Um, how, how how personal can we get on here? Can we get personal or no? Yeah. Uh, Holly, have you ever faced any kind of uh, creeps in your time playing soccer? I mean, 
like to be honest, there like creeps are everywhere. I don't know if I've if I can say I face it in soccer, but like whether it's a job or anything, like you've def or like even at school, like you face like it's just always like authority authoritative figures that like think they can do these things even like with hopes like example like um just like a smack on on the butt you know like in sports it's a common thing it happens like guys do it all the time in baseball you see it whatever football but it's it's always taken in a different context when a male does it to a female like it's just and it's just it's simple things like that like you that's happened to me and you're like oh okay like you kind of brush it off like is it just like a oh like good job type of thing or is it is there like some little message in there like a different reason for why they did that so I mean I've definitely like you face I've definitely face it I think any female can say they've because harassment can come in any form whether it's like you know even just like an unwanted comment so what what about that uh, the, the the school you went to the um sports uh like broadcasting I, I would imagine the culture there was interesting I, I would imagine yeah so I mean honestly in my so it it was a yeah like you said sports broadcasting school and there were not many females um teachers or students I think in in my year out of a total of um, 40 people there was about seven of us mm. including me um and I've kind of kept in contact with some people from that school and I think ever since my year like the numbers have just gone down yeah. um not many um females enrolling in the in the course and there was really only two female teachers um when I was in there and honestly like I can say from like teachers and uh, like my peers, I didn't really experience anything like that. I think it's because everyone who taught there was in the industry oh. or had been in the industry. Um, and I mean, honestly, I could say it was pretty professional. Like you just, you went there, you had a good relationship with the teachers, but it was nothing ever like that. Um and I can say the same for my uh, my work now. I, you know, I work for like a sports broadcasting company. I've never been in an uncomfortable situation. Um, I, I feel like that, un- like, unfortunately, is pretty rare. I'm sure, and like, I don't doubt that further along the line, I might experience something again in this like male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. But you know, there just has to be outlets for people and you know not to be afraid to to speak up if something happens even if it's just one like one thing that you think is minor I think it should always be brought into uh into like it should be brought up to someone that you trust that is in an authoritative figure and you know so nothing goes silenced again I think the same needs to happen in like professional leagues as well. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to think of like solutions or like something that could happen to make some actual change, and maybe they need uh, 
some kind of like independent liaison between the players and whoever, like the actual law authorities. I don't know, like someone who can like, who is not connected to the league that will take these things, take these things into consideration, do their investigation and then report to like the proper people. Because, you know, if it's, you know, I read some article with um, Alex Morgan and she was talking about another player that she played with and there were some things going on and, you know, just natural, a player doesn't want to get cut or doesn't want to get fired or whatever. Like, so there's that pressure of like, okay, if I say something, like I'm not going to play or I'm not going to, uh, or they're going to cut me or whatever. Like it's professional sports is, you know, your every day is not guaranteed. So if, you know, the players might be afraid to say something to the uh, general manager or the owner of the team, if there's someone independent who can maybe like keep things anonymous or whatever until like it's time to get rid of this person. I don't know. Maybe that could work. I think so too. And if they work directly coinciding with the NWSLPA, the players association, which is their recognized union. If you could have like the union work directly with the liaison office where like they could be an independent body to review some of the claims that a player can go to their union and the union rep or the representative within the unit can talk to this person. It could keep it like, you know, I think uh, it could be a, a, a not obviously 100% preventive, but create a much safer environment and, and create a better way for where the female players um, don't feel as if they have to worry about overpowering dynamics, and everything because they're protected with like those having those both those parties as their backs, you know, and obviously player unions are only as powerful as the league is, and NWSL is not a very um, um, powerful big league in America, and that's only going to mean that the people at the top are, you know, obviously have much more resources and money than than the players and, and the medium, so it can be tough, and if they can strengthen it, be cool like that too. But I think ladies will be great. Yeah, I wonder like how comfortable the women are with like going to the union because I, I don't know, but like, it depends how good that union is. I yeah, don't know what their unions or, like. or, or if the union is like bringing those things up to the players themselves, like, Hey, mm-hmm. if there's some creeps around, like, let us know, we'll take care of it yeah. because it just seems, it almost seems unfortunate that it had to go to this whole report for something to be done. That's what I'm saying. Or I'm to like, like, like be known. It's shocking it had to go this far. You know, you couldn't have an internal internal situation <laughs> at all. Hmm. Or just be like, yeah, like whenever it happens, like, yeah, hey, Union, like this dude is like doing some crazy shit over here. You need you, to get him out of here. Be blasting people online. That'd be great. Just post yeah. stuff like, yo, like, damn, that'd be intense. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I, it's not like I'm up on everything happening in the NWSL. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not paying, into it, paying, paying attention to it that much to know. But like, I mean, I see some people on Twitter talking about it, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What well, I don't know if like an independent person connected to like each team or the league itself can do something because yeah, these especially in American sports, like um, it's it's all about greed, you know. Like it's yeah. really greedy, and these people are like in these top executive positions, like they're just concerned about making a dollar usually. We know, and we already know the USSF, USSF mafia is literally the worst. See, you gotta go. You're looking around and shit. What the hell? <laughs> just, just go. 
<laughs> just go. Just do that. Just turn love you guys. I love yeah, you guys. I gotta go. I love you guys. All right. Stay All safe. Right. Stay safe on the beach. Then. Hey, hero. Hero. How do you walk on the water? Yeah. Hey, well, you ask a lot of questions. Hero of heaven. Yup, the legend on Apex. <laughs> All right, man. See you guys. Yeah, we're going to talk about you now. Okay, I'm down. I'm going to listen. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. What do you think, Holly? Like, do you feel like an independent kind of, like, do you think that would, could make some change? Because, I don't know, we need answers, kind of. I think it's a start. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like, I, I honestly can't really think of any other sort of solution um, that is logical and that would make sense for things to change. Um, but yeah, if they had some sort of, like it, it, it took so much to get to, like it went so far to get to where we are. Like it, so many players had to come out. There's, and it, it felt like it was just like a domino effect. Like, and that's usually how it is because um, someone speaks up and then other people feel brave enough. But like, there needs to be, it's a, like something needs to happen a lot sooner. Um, and if they had someone to talk to, like a, some sort of rep, then I think it would be a lot easier, um, for the players and for the league to deal with these types of situations. Yeah, like somebody compassionate. I feel like, like I'm thinking about like, um, you know, and like, I- I'm sure they do it in the NBA, but I know for sure in the NFL, like, uh, there'll be like a rookie symposium and they're telling them, you know, this is what to watch out for. And this is what you need to be doing with your money and whatever, you know, I feel like when you're talking about women's professional sports, like there needs to be like, Hey, you know, if there are some creeps in the training or the coaches, this is who you talk to. And, you know, we'll take it serious. If it happens one time you feel uncomfortable this is the person you need to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. and and do that away from the coaches and the staff and the trainee trainers and the executives. Like those players need to feel empowered and comfortable with speaking about these things. I And I, there's a part of me that's just like, you know, are they taking the steps? Were they taking the steps before? Because, you know, these are adults like too. maybe somebody's like, Oh, like they should know already. Like, Maybe somebody has that mentality, but no, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, they're adult professionals, so they want to keep their job. So that's even more reason to let them know, like, you shouldn't just be putting up with anything because you want to keep your job, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, like, we're talking about a pres- professional sports league. So, like, not only is it uh, these players' job, it's also their, like, number one passion and like yeah. i've like i've heard so many players come out and say that like stuff like this like completely drains them of that passion because not now you're either afraid uncomfortable or just like numb to to now playing the sport because of other things that are happening off the pitch so like like i'm sure coaches go through some sort of sexual conduct or misconduct course or you know have to sign some sort of paper like you do at like jobs and stuff but like that at the end of the day those don't mean anything like that's not enough and I feel like leagues are like oh 
we had this course for the for the coaches and the staff like that's you know but like then that's not really going to do anything people are still going to do what they intend on doing because i do think it's 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 obviously intentional and they know what they're doing so yeah and they're going to do what they feel like they can get away with and i'm sure they you know they look for the weak player like the person that's like they think won't tell and yeah i mean hopefully there's a purge of these um you know really toxic people and hopefully it doesn't end up being like, well, you know, we had to do this thing so we can't play next year, you know, or like, like hopefully the players aren't punished for speaking out. Um, like, or, I mean, this is a bit off topic, but I remember like kind of in the height of the Me Too movement, like you'll hear these idiot dudes being like, yeah, I'm not even going to give a woman a hug no more. Like, I'm not even going to like, say her outfit's nice it's like dude like really like that's what like that's what you got from all this yeah like yeah people were talking about being sexually assaulted you got like i'm not gonna give somebody a hug like you sound guilty you sound like you did something to somebody before and you don't want to get even closer like i don't know dude but like yeah (laughs) like hopefully what happens is these women are able to continue playing in a more comfortable environment and they don't get any kind of like punishment by whoever heads NWSL actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, abuse in soccer is rampant. We talked about um, there's been multiple teams come out with like uh, abuse scandals at academies. Um, and yeah, it's been wild and big teams too. And they had a whole hotline in England like, like if you were abusing your academy, like call this hotline, like, and it was like going crazy. Um, so yeah, we need less creeps in sports, but, um, well, going from that to another, I guess, sad situation, but you know, there's, they're trying to bring some light to it a little bit. They're trying to, you know, your, your boy, Vladimir Zelensky, the uh, president of Ukraine, the, uh, you know, the currently a war hero to some extent, He came out and said that Ukraine is going to bid to host the World Cup in 2030. Ukraine is coming out. They're going to bid. They're going to go up against Spain and Portugal. They're going to go up against the powerhouse of uh, Egypt, Greece, and Saudi Arabia, (laughs) which Holly can't wait for. (laughs) Um, And they're going to put their bid in to host the 2030 World Cup. He's like, look, in eight years, it's going to be fine. You know, we're going to be backlit. What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I found it pretty interesting, especially since they, yeah, their bid is with, it's it's with Spain and Portugal, right? So be. No, no, I think it's by themselves. Oh, it's against. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Oh no, uh, no. You're right. Oh, it is. Okay. What? <laughs> it's which is which is kind of doesn't make sense, right? Like, never mind. <laughs> I I thought I didn't even notice this. I literally thought it was like them by themselves. If they're trying to do Spain and Portugal with Ukraine, that's ridiculous, dude. Right? Like I was like trying to think. I was like, does that they're not even that's not even close. Like that like that is quite insane. And I, I just feel like they're they're joining 
Spain and Portugal because they're somewhat favorites to get to actually get this uh, World Cup bid. Yeah. I mean, in eight years, if they think everything's, you know, stable enough to go for it. Okay. 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 We live in North America. Like, we live in some really big countries. So, like, it's just, like, okay, from here to New York is, like, five hours. So, I'm thinking, like, Lisbon to Kiev is probably, like, eight hours, but it's actually only five hours. Oh, okay. So. You're right. I guess I always compared to, like, what traveling in North America would be. Sometimes that could be a lot. Yes. I mean, because we're, like, I guess from, like, L.A. to Toronto is, like, five, probably, like, like six hours or so, like, five, six hours, like, five and a half hours, basically. Um, So when we're thinking, like, okay, you're talking about whole countries like yeah, they're not that big but like come on now but yeah it's only a five-hour flight so hey <laughs> it still just doesn't make sense to me like even even the 2026 uh World cup like all that travel on top of training and the intensity of like the tournament i just think it's not smart no, I agree. I, I I mean, I'm literally just thinking of climate change. It's like, you really want to be burning all the plane miles just for like this tournament? Just put it in a small country, dude. Like, it's fine. I don't even think it should be in America or Canada. It's too no, big. Yeah. Like, even Mexico is huge. Like, if you're going to do it in Mexico, just like, you can't do that. But I would say like, just do it like central to southern Mexico, but that's not really fair. But Mexico's too big. Like, you got to put in Brazil. It's too big. Like, put it in the smaller countries so there's not as much travel. Agreed. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that that's from Lisbon. So, I guess, like, Barcelona is probably, like, four hours. You know, it's not really that crazy. <laughs> it's not. I, I was picturing it being a lot more, but. I was thinking, like, an eight-hour flight. Yeah, <laughs> but... that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Look at us. We're terrible. <laughs> hey, okay. So now here's the question. Would you rather have Spain, Portugal, Ukraine, or Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Greece? I still think it should be in Uruguay. <laughs> okay. Or, what, well, actually, I looked at that one, and it's, it's supposed to be like, Uruguay, it's like four it's countries. Per, it's like Uruguay, yeah. Paraguay, Chile, and somewhere else, which I feel like that's also insane. It is insane, but I think it should be for like that hundred year, like the century mark of like yeah, not a hundred actual tournaments, but like yeah, the hundred, um, yeah, a hundred years of it being around. I think it should be kind of brought back to that. Okay, okay, well, but if I had to choose, we discussed this last time, right? The like. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Greece. Greece aren't that far either. No, from like the longest flight is four hours. Like Greece to Saudi Arabia is four hours. Greece to Egypt is probably like one and a half to. I feel okay. I feel for like a, a fan perspective and like a general media coverage perspective, I would say Spain, Ukraine, and Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we were going to cover it, like it'd be a good excuse to go to Ukraine. I'd be like, I'm kind of down, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, but if it was if it was Spain and Portugal or Greece, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, I'd rather do that one. <laughs> I'd rather do that one because it's gonna be more turned up. But when you add Ukraine, I'm like, okay, like this kind of cool. Like we could go check it out. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dude, like how bad was it? Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, anyway, we made a podcast episode 274. Always got something to learn and we made it. Um, We're going to stop this. We're going to talk shit about Caesar. No, I'm just joking. Um, Make sure you uh, follow Holly on Twitter. You know, she's doing her thing. Make sure you follow Toronto Bays on um, on uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok. You know what I mean? They're out there doing their thing. You know what I mean? They're out there like yeah. beating up people, you know, like stabbing people <laughs> you know, on camera. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not top five. <laughs> anyway, we made a podcast. Holler. Yeah. we showed up and made it. invitations, we showed up and made it. invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary.